a model of influenza that my daughter and I put together. For Outside Eric Weaver's office is a project he worked on with his daughter for her elementary school science fair. These are proteins and they exist. Bunches of red and blue lollipops are sticking out of a large ball. They represent the sugar-coated protein spikes on the outside of the flu virus. And inside... If I can pull it apart. If you look inside, we've got the eight nucleic RNA segments. The model represents a virus that triggers a potentially serious disease. In the United States, we, we see about anywhere from 9 to 45 million illnesses with influenza every year. And that results in, in anywhere from 200 to 800,000 hospitalizations and around 12 to 61,000 people dying from respiratory-related illnesses due to influenza each year. Globally, it's about a billion cases of influenza every year. In his lab at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, Weaver and his team are hard at work on research to develop a universal influenza vaccine. This is Faculty 101, five things about flu, vaccines, and what's ahead. The Morrison Center is home to the Nebraska Center for Virology and Eric Weaver's lab. So what we do is we we'll come over here. Like any scientific lab, there are rows of bottles, hooded workbenches, and high-tech tools for the job. A shaker incubator. So bacteria like to be warm and they like to, to be shaken. Um, it makes them grow faster, it makes them healthier. A machine that copies DNA. And they'll take a single copy and they'll multiply it billions, trillions of times. So this freezer is minus 80 degrees. And a freezer for storing bacteria and viruses. The bacteria can be put in a state of suspension for decades. The goal is to invent a long-lasting universal influenza vaccine. Number one a lesson in vaccines. They work by mimicking a viral or bacterial infection that tricks the body into developing immunity against the disease. Antigens stimulate the production of antibodies that recognize and destroy the invading germs. Traditional vaccines are made with forms of a virus, either weakened or inactive. Weaver's research into a new type of vaccine and delivery system has shown promising results in testing with mice and swine. There's two main issues with, with the conventional vaccine. One is that it's very strain specific, so it has to be matched to whatever strain is circulating in the population. Sometimes um, they get that wrong and they have a mismatch, and in, in that case, the vaccine efficacy can be pretty low. The other main reason that people forget about is that um, the, the, the actual immunity that you get wanes over time. So if you get vaccinated in October, in April or May, you may no longer be protected even against that same strain. So it's very short term, very strain specific, and that's a major limitation of the current influenza vaccine. My lab is, is, is actively working on um, trying to produce a more universal flu vaccine. And we take a bioinformatics approach uh, to designing the imagen, which is the component of the vaccine that's going to induce the immune response. And we're trying to design it so that it protects against the most uh, number of strains in the population and gives you very broad levels of, of immunity. 
We're also looking at different platforms, different ways to deliver the vaccines so that we can induce strong T-cell responses. When you do that, you create memory and then, then you create a longer lasting um, uh, vaccine response. Ultimately, what we would love to have is a flu vaccine that you was delivered in a pediatric vaccine that provided the foundation of immunity that could last for 20, 30, 40, maybe even 50 years before a booster was needed, uh, depending on the evolution of the virus. Number two, Weaver is part of a new research effort into a strategy that uses a plant-based system for the vaccine. A multi-million dollar grant from the National Institutes of Health funds this collaborative approach to novel vaccine methods. In this grant, we're actually using um, uh, a plant virus to deliver the vaccine, as well as protein produced inside plants. So this is a, a, a collaboration between St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, Toro University in California, and Kentucky Bioprocessing Corporation, and the University of Nebraska. So we brought all this expertise together, and um, we are going to be developing vaccines that are produced in plants. And uh, Kentucky Bioprocessor is a leader in that field. They're the people that were responsible for ZMAP, uh, the, the treatment that was used early on in Ebola virus infections. There's two different strategies to this. One strategy is to take a plant virus called tobacco mosaic virus, and we're actually going to conjugate the vaccine to the outer coat of that virus. It, it actually will self-assemble this way. And then we can deliver that as a vaccine for influenza. So we'll take the influenza genes and insert them into the tobacco mosaic virus, grow that. And the great thing about it is you can grow lots and lots of it. It's a plant-based system. The other aspect of this, and that's where the Kentucky bioprocessing comes in, is they can take your hemagglutinin that you use in your influenza vaccine and express it in tobacco plants. And they can do this rapidly and they can get very high levels. And they did a, a trial where they produced 5 million doses in one month. So they can go from concept to product really, really fast. So that's what we're excited about is, is and you know, the scalability of that, they, you know, tenfold more, they're making 50 million doses in a, in a month, you know. So that's a very exciting platform and we're very happy to receive funding to explore that research. Number three, in the midst of the global coronavirus pandemic, Weaver says, don't forget to get your flu shot. But he says it's possible this could be a less severe flu season. Hopefully, with the face masks, with, with people using uh, better protection, social distancing, it will mitigate a lot of the infections of influenza. They, they, they transmit in the same method. So it's likely that that'll have an impact on influenza. We may have one of our lowest levels of influenza spread that, that we've seen in, in 100 years. Um, the, the other component of that is travel. People aren't traveling anymore. These viruses, like influenza, generally arise in Asia. They come across through Europe and then they transfer over into North America and generally down into, into South America at the end of the season. So with travel bans and people not moving, it's likely we won't import viruses as frequently as we have in the past. Number four. In the race to create a vaccine for COVID-19, Weaver is encouraged by recent reports of experimental products developed by the companies Pfizer and Moderna. 
The vaccines use genetic material called messenger RNA to trigger the immune response. But Weaver says traditional vaccines may still be needed in developing countries because they are less expensive to produce and easier to store and deliver. But I am very uh, hopeful um, and, and likely uh, the, these new um, novel vaccine methods like the mRNA or even DNA delivery systems will be the primary vaccines that we use in society. I still believe in the traditional vaccine platforms like purified protein or inactivated viruses and it's likely that those will be effective as well and hopefully uh, we can produce those and deliver them worldwide. One of, the, one of the things that we tend to forget is that health, our health is a global issue and so we can vaccinate people in underdeveloped countries, it's going to protect us as well. So this is, this is a global issue. Um, and we need to think of it in, in that term. And number five, vaccine research is important, but vaccines won't work if Americans refuse to get them. We all know in reality that vaccines save lives and they have done more for society and medicine than any other prevention, any other treatment ever developed. Um, and I think it, it, it tends to be a lot uh, about the urgency. I think people would actually be a little bit more um, prone to take a vaccine if it could do things like get our economy going again, get us out uh, out of our homes and out from behind our masks. Uh, I think I think the American people or I think people in general would would realize that logic. That's Faculty 101, Five Things with Eric Weaver. Faculty 101 is produced by the University of Nebraska-Lincoln.